It's that time of year when we all look forward to a fancy feast at Thanksgiving. As kids, we're forced to eat whatever's on our plate. But as nostalgic adults, we can devour whatever we want. In this episode of the show, we'll take a look at a variety of junk food, from nostalgic favorites to new takes on longtime classics, and even the final taste of a soon-to-be-retired mainstay. Gobble, gobble. This is Wayback Attack. Welcome to Wayback Attack. My name is Brian Grantham, and sitting across the bountiful table of retroness is Preston Burt. Preston, are you ready to gorge? I'm hungry, man. I have been looking forward to this episode for a little while. It was a little inkling of an idea a few weeks ago, and now it's ready to go, and I'm ready to go. Are you ready to eat? I am ready to feast, my friend. <laughs> we have quite the spread here today. Uh, sure, it might not be the uh, turkey and uh, dressing yams. and green beans. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's for later in the week. I don't want to get tired of that type of food already. You know, mm-hmm. let's uh, let's let's mix it up a little bit. So, um, this episode of the show, instead of doing like the history of Thanksgiving, we're taking the today's element of the holiday and looking back at some nostalgic foods um, and also even some new takes on some established favorites. So this is just basically an excuse for us to try some foods that we've been <laughs> thinking about for a while. Uh, and then, but it was all, um, it was all inspired by a chance encounter that I had a few weeks ago. And I'll tell you about that in a little bit, but Brian, you've been doing well. I have been doing well. Um, you know, I, uh, I recently, uh, for a uh, for a side thing that I am going to be doing, uh, have been playing through the Spider-Man video games, uh-huh. and so um, I've you know starting back at the Atari Twenty Six Hundred and and working my way through, and it, you know it's funny because uh, the Spider-Man games have done a lot of different different things. I, I primarily focused on console ones. Uh, but man, Spider-Man, even back to the Atari 2600, it's crazy how the swinging aspect of Spider-Man, I mean, that's his whole gimmick yeah. basically, but it's, it's funny how like the different takes that that has had mm-hmm. uh, through the years. So, um, you know, I, I think Spider-Man is one of my favorite characters and it's fun to revisit those old games and, and to have remember the great memories that I had from them. Well, so. and it's, it's so great now to be able to go, I can imagine I haven't done this yet, to mm-hmm. go from the very beginning mm-hmm. and then skip all of those generations in between and go right to the PS4 version <laughs> mm-hmm. and play that brand new Spider-Man game. That's just amazing. Uh, I, I can't imagine how how disparate and, and uh, uh, different those two games are. Yeah, it's funny too because like, uh, so I, I, I wound up getting a PS5. I know um, last week when we were uh, doing the show, we had... Um, the Xbox Series X out here because the PS5 had not come out yet, or not last week, but the last time we did the show. And so I got a PS5 also, and so I got to play the new Miles Morales game on the PS5 the way it was meant to be played. So uh, it is it is exciting to see the fresh beginnings that uh, that series has ahead of it, and, and how exciting that is for uh, just for the franchise as a whole. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of video games, the exciting thing that happened to me in between the episodes of our show 
was that I got a chance to go back to a warehouse for arcade games that I uh, visited years ago mm -hmm. and kind of have kept up with uh, a few cherry pickings here and there. Mm -hmm. But um, I'd kind of written this one off. But um, our operator friend was true to his word. And when he finally pulled off some games that were blocking what uh, my friend Patrick and I were after, he gave us a call and said, come get your Warlord's cocktail. Nice. That's <laughs> super exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's going to be having another auction. He's getting, you know, he's getting out of the business. He's been retired for a while. So he's just slowly selling off his remaining stock. And like I said, we've cherry picked for years now. But um, it was cool to finally get that call. And it's not even mine. I, I already have a, a stand-up Warlord's machine um, and uh, had, had previously gotten a different cabinet from that lot that was another stand-up machine. So I've, I've sold that, but this is for Patrick. And, mm -hmm. and I went there basically just to tag along to mm -hmm. see if anything else was uncovered. But also, um, I had only been in this one warehouse that he had in the back right. one other time. And I wanted to like, I, I couldn't remember if my memory was correct or not. And you know, my new kick, uh, my current kick mm -hmm. is VHS tapes, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so... I, I, had, I locked in my memory that he had like some VHS tapes back there, like big box, old stuff. Like maybe he was an old rental guy. I don't know. Mm. But anyway, so I went back, I went back there to explore, took some pictures. You can see some of them on my, uh, on uh, Twitter that I posted. And, and then I actually even did a, uh, a little Patreon only post for Retrofad magazine, which we'll talk about in a second, but, um, it was really cool to revisit and, and like, just explore that back area because he didn't he's an elderly guy he didn't mm -hmm. go back there with us but um just to be able to look at the stuff that's forgotten for years crumbling arcade games that have been exposed to weather and mm -hmm. just like take some photos and it's pretty cool i feel i don't remember where you shared because you've shared video from yeah. this place before mm -hmm. and like where you guys are climbing over games and stuff like yeah. that so is that backward back warehouse similar to that like no the back warehouse is much more open and doesn't have just arcade games and mm. um but it's really interesting and you can see some of the pictures the side walls some of them are just fully opened and there's like kudzu growing in mm -hmm. and then it's been ransacked over the years so you're just like crawling over piles of stuff um but I, I did find, I wish I brought it with me. It's it's on my Instagram and on, on Twitter, but I did find that cache of tapes. Mm. Some of them were big box porn tapes. <laughs> uh, some of them were like Laurel and Hardy tapes. But I found this box of Betamax tapes. And I don't have, even have a Betamax player, but you just don't see Betamax around any, very much at all, even, right. in, even at thrift stores or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so I was excited to find, and basically he was telling me that he had those because they were using most of those for the first ever video jukebox hmm. he operated jukeboxes and this is one you could play like music videos in so there were oh. like music video tapes of kansas and david bowie and, and um, eddie money and stuff like that <laughs> uh, but my favorite tape is i got breakin in the usa nice which is an instructional breakdance tape starring the first on-screen appearance of vin diesel Wow, that's awesome! And and have you? Oh, you don't haven't watched it. Though. I haven't watched it, but you can YouTube. Go to YouTube and search uh, Vin Diesel breakdancing, and you'll see the clips. Wow, that's awesome! I have to check that out because yeah. um, I I've recently uh, watched uh, um, 
Bloodshot, uh-huh. and so I want to envision the Bloodshot <laughs> character out there popping and locking. I think that'd be awesome. Very different than what you uh, are envisioning right now, I'm sure. So that was fun. Um, but that that brings us to call out show sponsor, um, Retrofied Magazine. All right, it's a little self-serving here. This is a project that um, me and some other folks are behind. I'm the editor of this magazine. Brian's a contributor, mm-hmm. but I wanted to bring a special attention to it tonight because I can hold it in my hand. Um, so recently we got print copies available due to the popularity of the preview digital issue. And then just people were saying, I love what you're doing. I really, really, really wish I could have a physical copy. So now you can get one. Brian, you've gotten your own copy. What was it like? Have you gotten your, uh, have you ever seen your words in print before? Like a print magazine? No. Um, you know, when when I was a kid, I tried to get Nintendo Power <laughs> uh, because they would have where you could submit cheat codes. And I found this glitch in, it, must, it may have been Mega Man 3. It, it was one of the first Mega Man games. And it gave you invincibility. You had to use a, a super jump cheat code. And if you jumped on a certain screen and you didn't touch the ground on the next screen and you went into a hole and it, it transitioned two screens before you actually touched the ground, you couldn't die. Mm. And so I submitted that and they, they never did anything with it. So, That's whack, man. So this is the first time that I've ever <laughs> been in print. And it's great because, um, you know, I, I took a picture of the article and I sent it to my mom and said, I'm a, I'm a published writer. <laughs> so. That's awesome. Dude, uh, there's no shame in that. Don't be embarrassed. That is awesome. I was very excited when I first got my... When I got my first magazine uh, article printed, I have that framed mm-hmm. on my stairwell. Um, so kudos to you. Um, show this off just a little bit here. So uh, it's a full color print magazine. You've got all kinds of articles. There's some old cereal. Um, we've got a cover story on the uh, oral history of mask. Um, I'm in here with some different things. Uh, we got some ads. It's great. It's uh, over 52 pages, full color. Check it out at retrofiedmag.com. You can get a free preview issue. Uh, well, you can view this preview issue digitally for free, um, or you can purchase an individual copy, or better yet, I'll push you to to subscribe to our Patreon for as little as a dollar a month, because we publish quarterly. Um, so for a dollar a month, you can have access to a bunch of freebies and even exclusive articles like the one I mentioned where I wrote up about the... Um, and shared some pictures of the arcade warehouse raid that I just went on. So be sure to check that out. Mm-hmm. And perfect segue <laughs> to Patreon. Um, Got to plug the Wayback Attack Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, special shout out to our subscribers. Uh, we really appreciate you. But we also could use help from more. So we now have, instead of just plugging the Patreon, we actually have stuff there. We have a couple of articles mm-hmm. and the first ever patron only show yes the first ever patron only show is up uh you can get that in a uh secure rss feed um and listen to it to your heart's content i know that there's a video version of the show Mm -hmm. uh so you can check that out too uh if you prefer the video uh shows that we do um so we 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 got that out and um you also get access to the discord server that's right uh and um yeah, shout out to the Discord server. Yeah. It's uh, the Wayback Attack uh, patron-only Discord is underneath the umbrella of Retrofied Mag. Mm-hmm. So you can join the Retrofied 
server for free, Wayback Attack for free, but you just get some extra perks along the way for being a patron of the show. Um, and you also get early access uh, to different fun videos I find on VHS tapes and things like that. So check it out. Um, it really helps us do what we do, provide for this equipment, provide for these uh, the show content, mm -hmm. like these purchases we have today. Yes. So it's <laughs> it's so funny because uh, I had, uh, you know, I was, I was trying to think, what are some fun things that I enjoyed snacking on when I was a kid, mm -hmm. right? And I reached out to my mom because I was having trouble. I was like, well, I know there's things that I liked, like pizza rolls, right? But really, that's not something that we can have for the show. Mm -hmm. So, so I text my mom. I just want to read read you what uh, what this text was like. All right. So, I um, I text her. Uh, Do you remember any snacks I really liked as a kid? And she said pizza rolls, which I was like, okay. And then she said anything gummy, those horrible sour things, the ones that change colors in your mouth, started off extremely sour. Those ones that popped in your mouth. Don't remember if you liked really hot ones or not, but most of those are candies. Snacks are more like the Totino pizza rolls. I had to keep those in the freezer. You liked ice pops too, especially as a small child. Okay, so all that sounds pretty basic, right? Yeah. So, and then she says, and loved lettuce as a child. You would just go to the fridge and get a new leaf. <laughs> what? Are you a deer? What's going on here? I also, she didn't type this, but I also was a huge fan of um, just hot dogs. Like I would just go and get a hot dog out of the fridge and just and just munch on it. Oh my gosh. And then she said, but you really did like lettuce. You had to, uh, I had to keep it clean because you would just help yourself. Uh, when you got to choose your meals for lunch when we lived in Birmingham at school, you would always get salads. Your teacher told me because I guess you're the only child that did so. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, I, I thought about bringing a head of lettuce, <laughs> but I was like, ah, there's other things that I enjoyed snacking on. But um, and so I brought those with me today instead. So, so we've got a variety of things that we're going to be talking about, uh, ingesting and hopefully enjoying on the show. The, the concept for this show has shifted slightly. <laughs> I think it kind of just goes with what we could find and what works out. Ideally, what I'd wanted to do this year was because uh, one thing that I'll talk about in a second is going away forever, supposedly. Mm -hmm. um, I thought it'd be cool to highlight some of the things that have been brought back this year. Um, one of them was Dunkaroos. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, it'd be great to finally get one of those and, and have it on camera and relive some memories. But... I could not find Dunkaroos. I have never found Dunkaroos. They've been out for months now. Mm. Uh, they've, they've probably been out so long that they've already been retired. You know what it is, is it's probably all the bots on the on the internet bought them all up so that they could resell them on Amazon for twice the price. Yeah. So, yeah. so this show is uh, Brian in earnest offered up just some nostalgic stuff that he likes from when he was a kid. Me, I thought I'd be a little more... Um, a little more present and show off some new flavors, uh, new takes on some all-time classics. But uh, let's get right into it with the one that's uh, going away. Tabs got sass, sass. Who are you gonna love it? A sassy crisp 
unlike the soda itself, I can honestly say I I don't remember that commercial at all. <laughs> did, did that ring a bell for you? The theme song is familiar, really. Um, and I, and I think I, I think they probably just used that theme song for a long time, uh-huh. or at least the tune, the music to it, you know. But also, I'm I love theme songs so very much. Uh, like I, I honestly have CDs of nothing but theme songs <laughs> and I, I'm a huge fan of commercial jingles and theme songs and, uh, usually we'll sing along with them as, uh, Paige and I will play a game where, um, we'll, we'll be like, she'll be like, okay, close your eyes. And then on YouTube, she'll like look up commercials and be like, I'll be like this, or she'll like read me lyrics. And I'll be like, Oh, it's for this or that. And then I'll sing along with it. So, um, but yeah, I don't remember that specific commercial, but yeah, well, tab I'll, I'll be honest it's not something that i think about often mm-hmm. much less uh <laughs> drink regularly okay I, I but what was it maybe a month ago two months ago they announced that tab was going to be discontinued mm-hmm. and i mean i didn't cry over this but i was somewhat just like distraught over it like because this has been a mainstay, mm-hmm. something that's been in the background mm-hmm. of my life. Not that I, I mean, seriously, I, it's weird how I like, I'm elevating at the same time while I'm like, <laughs> this really had no, uh, no impact in my life whatsoever. Um, but it's just one of those things you kind of take for granted, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you, you think of it as a constant mm-hmm. and then you find out it's not there anymore. It wasn't like the death of a family member or anything, but it was just like, oh no it actually can go away. I needed to enjoy this while I had it Mm -hmm. and I didn't get a chance to. And so that day, like the day that they were saying, uh, we've announced that we're discontinuing it. I went out to the grocery stores because I've seen them in my grocery stores before. Mm -hmm. Couldn't find it. Went to two others. Couldn't find it. Went to every single grocery store in our city mm-hmm. and there's a lot yeah. and i went to almost every like major gas station grocery store mm-hmm. convenience store too didn't find it and apparently like the supply chain problems from the pandemic mm-hmm. were an issue and i think they just kind of took took this to say well this is a good time to end it anyway yeah and so i was just dejected that i missed out completely on one last taste and you would think that with us being in the greater metro Atlanta area, yeah. that Coke products would be no problem for us to find. I know. You know, so it yeah. is kind of crazy that, that it was so difficult to get a hold of. So I gave up. I mean, I literally looked for, I, I went to all those different stores. I mean, I made like a day of it almost. Mm-hmm. And I just gave up. Well, three weeks, four weeks later, mm-hmm. I go to, this is funny. Thanks to my daughter for making a, an honest mistake. <laughs> my oldest daughter was helping me put out, t- put away groceries. And she said, Dad, where do I put the chicken? I said, we're having that tonight. Put it in the fridge. She put it in the freezer. Mm. So I'm coming to, to make dinner. And I'm like, where's the chicken? And it's frozen completely solid. So I run up to the Ingles. And I go get the chicken. I'm huffing and puffing. And there I find the tab. <laughs> They just, they have like four cases of it. Yeah. What Was that the Ingalls that is still living in the past? 
Yes. Yeah. Best meat in town. Yeah. <laughs> so that angles, you, you pointed it out to me. I, I drive by it all the time and you pointed it out to me and you said, Hey, you should check this out because they still have like all the old neon signs uh -huh. up. And it's hilarious because you can, you can tell where the movie rental area was like now they've turned it all into like wine and beer, the uh -huh. whole area. But I mean, it's still like, it has it like, you could totally tell, Oh, this is where all the movies were and yep. stuff. It's, they it's got amazing. like the big uh, glass bricks, you know, mm -hmm. very eighties. Yep. Mm -hmm. Anyway. So, a uh, few tab facts before we dig into this guy for maybe one last taste. Tab, one of the reasons, like I said, why it's been a constant is because it's been around for 57 years. That's crazy. And um, it wasn't the first diet soda, but it was inspired by the first from Diet Right, mm -hmm. which was an RC Cola product. Mm -hmm. And um, the name uh, Tab comes because... It's for people who want to keep a tab or keep tabs on their weight. Mm. So it's a diet soda. Um, now, everybody's familiar with the taste of this one. It's just like a diet cola. But I didn't know this. But in the 70s, they actually had different flavors of tab. You mm -hmm. could get anything from root beer, lemon lime, black cherry, orange, ginger ale. And I'm kind of sad that we that they didn't bring those back one last go too, just so I could try them. Cause that's not interesting. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't think that I've ever had any other flavor. Cause I, I must've had, um, like my, one of my grandmothers must've drank this. Or she, she wasn't really my grandmother, but she took care of me when I was a kid. And I like, <laughs> like, she was like this this old lady grandma Anne. She was like, "Oh, honey," like like with her like cigarette with her long like filter, and be like, "I like I imagine that she was probably the one that drank tab and be like, like, oh yeah, here you go, honey. I'm gonna give you a bath in my sink, you know, type of thing." And so um, that's the only person I can think of in my life that probably drank it because I do specifically remember it. And it's funny because while this can is modernized, like it looks old, but the color is is very. It sticks out in my Yeah, head. this is a mostly unchanged from, at mm -hmm. least from the 80s. Right. From mm -hmm. We Remember It. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this has reference in pop culture, especially in Back to the Future. Mm -hmm. When he goes back to uh, the past in the 50s, he goes to the soda shop and he says, what do you have? He says, mm -hmm. just give me a tab. And he says, guy says, I can't give you a tab until you order something. Mm -hmm. And so pop culture references, it's just in the background. And, I think that one kind of turned me on to it. So it's not my first choice. It's not my second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh choice of soda. But in a pinch, I'll enjoy it. A couple more facts. Uh, you don't see it anymore, but I remember as a kid, this had the NutraSweet tag mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. it. Little history on that. First, this soda was sweetened artificially with saccharin. Mm -hmm. And then there was all that hullabaloo about it possibly causing cancer. Yep in lab animals and they actually had a a warning label emblazoned on it and then they pivoted to uh aspartame mm -hmm. and monsanto bought the company that created aspartame and they rebranded it mm. as nutrasweet okay so there is still aspartame in here but uh it is they no longer have the branding of the nutrasweet on it so i don't know what's up with that do you know why um so that it used to be the one calorie soda. Do you know at what point they changed to zero calories? No, no, I don't. So the only reason I know that is because 
in preparation for the show, I looked at a bunch of different old commercials and, and a lot of them, it would say like the one calorie soda and ah. stuff like that. And so, um, fun fact for you, if you want to take a trip down memory lane with tab, uh, there's a pretty great ad where Eugene Levy is the spokesperson for tab. And, um, and I, I showed it to Preston before before we started recording tonight. Uh, and it's just so crazy to see him, like, it's probably 1980 or something like that, and just to see him so young and, and jovial. <laughs> All right, so let's crack this open, and I'll give you just a couple more facts. Okay. All right. When's the last time you had a tab? I could not tell you. Okay. <laughs> Do you like uh, diet, diet drinks at I all? I love diet drinks. Okay. I hate regular drinks. And when I order a, when I order a Diet Coke at a fast food place and they give me Dr. Pepper, pepper i get extremely upset cheers cheers so i'm not a diet soda connoisseur mm -hmm. it tastes to me kind of like what diet coke tastes like no 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 not at all but it tastes artificial like yes. you can take it tastes more artificial to me than other diet sodas so um there are there are immediately more richer notes of caramel in, in this than there is like in diet what? in diet coke um so it, it has how's more, the mouth feel it, not very good it, <laughs> it is kind of slimy um but it does have like a it has like a more rich taste than diet coke does diet coke is, has more of a splash of lime in it and that's why a lot of people will put actual lime slices mm -hmm. in diet coke um this tastes sweeter and darker and just more full body i think i i think i did like this over diet coke like if i was given an option as a kid mm -hmm. because i hated diet soda as a kid mm -hmm. if i was given an option hey preston we only have diet coke or tab i'd be like give me a tab every time <laughs> um speaking of diet coke the reason that tab has fallen out of popularity is because of the invention of diet coke in 1982 mm -hmm. which i thought it had been around a lot earlier but it was it was then that um, Coke came around and once you got the taste of Diet Coke I guess it just kind of sunk down yeah Diet Coke is so much better than this <laughs> Marvel says that next we'll be giving pairing, food pairings for Tab and that's what tonight's episode is actually all about <laughs> yeah. well so we actually the rest of the stuff we're going to be tasting is going to be food but I strategically put the Tab up front <laughs> so that we can have it to at least wash away anything that's that's mm -hmm. that's nasty um, fortunately, it doesn't look like we have anything too gross. No. But um, so Tab, I got maybe the last two cases here in our town. If you have a chance, go search yours because it's discontinued in December of 2020. Who knows when we'll see it again. I'm glad that we got one last taste. All right, I guess we talked about tab for ten minutes, so I think we can do at least five on a pop tart. Uh, Hey, I'm super excited for these Pop Tarts. So I this is just I happened upon these. Um Pop Tarts have been in our pantry for a long, long time. Um and these specific ones that I'm talking about today, I think they've been around uh for a little while mm -hmm. seasonally. Mm -hmm. Um but I noted based on the boxes that I'd seen previously, 
that this is the first time that they don't say limited edition on them. So mm. we're going to be talking and eating specifically pumpkin pie flavored Pop-Tarts. But uh, let's do a little bit of uh, tasting while we enjoy mm -hmm. some uh, facts about Pop-Tarts. So the, the thing that I like about these Pop-Tarts, A, I love pumpkin spice. That is my favorite thing ever. I'm pretty sure we talk, I, I, I talked about it last episode. But one of the cool things I like about this Pop-Tart is it has a fall uh, a fall color. Um, well, it's kind of blown out. Here, let's see Here do me. It. Let's see. Nope, kinda, still blown out. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> but it has like orange and red and brown like uh, sprinkles. They're not really sprinkles, but um, things on them. Uh, so I like the festiveness. It's got red it's like brown crumbs. things on them. It's crumbs or something. It's not. It's not sprinkles, but some kind of sugary crumbs. Okay. So. We should have heated these up because it's freezing in the studio tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so I am a. I'm a big fan of the toaster. Uh, smells. It truly smells like pumpkin pie. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know what the difference. I don't know how. Uh, they differentiate between pumpkin pie versus pumpkin spice. But maybe it's the actual pumpkin inside. Everything's just called pumpkin pie, I feel like. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. Um, so one of the things that I have this year learned about, and uh, Pop-Tarts or Kellogg's, the Pop-Tarts brand under it, kind of uh, talks about it on some of their flavors, is actually freezing Pop-Tarts. Instead of heating them up in the microwave, have you have you seen this? Heat them up in the microwave. That's, or, uh, that's not what I meant. Toaster in the toaster. Have you ever frozen your pop tarts before? No. Um, I bought. It was like a strawberry milkshake flavored one, and on it it said try putting it in the freezer, and so I was like, okay, and it's awesome because it makes the insides they don't freeze, but they makes it like more like chewy. Instead I bet it of tastes gooey. like a candy bar more. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it cool. makes it more of like a nougat. Um, consistency on the middle so uh we uh, facts about pop tarts while we're enjoying a few more bites of this pop tarts introduced in 1964 by kellogg's originally called country squares now i was very surprised to learn this pop tarts are the most popular product by kellogg that they make wow that's crazy yeah and you know they put out all kinds of different cereals and stuff but this is their number one selling product. And I guess it makes sense now because you just see so many different varieties of them. Mm -hmm. um, we are the, the kind that we're eating tonight has frosting on it, which is the most popular flavor. I mean, most popular addition. But for the first three years from 1964 to 1967, unfrosted completely, no other options, which is just awful. Do you know any of these monsters that exist that just eat unfrosted Pop-Tarts? I do. In fact, uh, I used to be married to one. Oh, no. She liked getting unfrosted Pop-Tarts and then putting butter on top, which I think is probably the way that country squares were probably meant to be eaten. Well, the butter on top, that is what I've heard from, from almost everybody that does eat them mm -hmm. unfrosted mm -hmm. is, is the addition of the butter. I don't know if they'll be palatable without that, but... I uh I actually, for me the the part that doesn't have the fruit filling or the frosting uh -huh. is like the crust. Yes, that's right. The worst part. And it's like, it's like eating my sandwiches with crust on. Like, yes, I'm a, an adult, so I'll just eat all the sandwich, <laughs> but I really want to just not eat the crust. Yeah. But so I'll have to strategically eat like a, a, a good portion uh, so I get the balance of filling and frosting mm -hmm. with some of the crust. 
Because when you're left like I just did right now, and I ate the middle, and now I have the butt ends, that's no good, bro. Yeah, you don't you don't like the gundaba, <laughs> like the two ends of the where it's just the ends of the loaf of bread. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> that's the, awful. Um, uh, well, just in case, uh, some some cool stuff for you kids out there. If if you're listening with your parents, uh, the crust does not have any more uh, nutrients than regular bread. It is just the burnt part of the outside of the of the dough. So. Uh, don't let them tell you you got to eat the crust because that's the that's the most nutritious. Part. I was told it's not the, the most nutritious. I was just told I would grow chest hair from eating it. Gross. <laughs> and boy, did I <laughs> eat some bread. I shouldn't. I should have stopped eating bread years ago. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, on to the the review of the actual pop tart. Mm. I'm a I am a pumpkin spice fan. Like I don't go I don't go crazy for it. Oh, I do. But. This is actually very subtle, I thought. Mm -hmm. It's very light. It's not too heavy on the spice, mm -hmm. um, nor on the pumpkin itself. It's it's more cinnamony, mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, like a spice cake? It tastes like yeah, a spice sure. cake. Mm -hmm. I feel like you can kind of, like, it's cool. They, whatever flavoring they're using for the pumpkin uh, pie part, I almost feel like you can kind of taste pumpkin, though, in it. Yeah. Um, so I, I, good on them for that. So, um I, I will say, since we talked about the pairings, this with Tab is horrible. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to spoil this for you, Brian. I'm going to think everything we're going to eat tonight with Tab is going to be horrible. Well, I can't wait till the last thing because that's going to be the most. <laughs> going to be the worst. <laughs> uh, great. Uh, last little bit of, of pumpkin pie facts. Sorry, Pop Tart facts is that um, they actually had to come out and, and there was a uh, public outcry because of the obesity epidemic mm -hmm. and a Pop-Tarts claim about real fruit filling and people just associating, oh, well, this is healthy because it has <laughs> fruit in it. And it's like microscopic amounts. And also there were lawsuits towards um, Pop-Tarts because the strawberry ones particularly were known to catch fire in the toaster. So now they have a disclaimer about always stand by while you're hmm. cooking your, your Pop-Tart. Who doesn't stand by their toaster when they're toasting things? I don't know. And like, it's like a minute. I mean, yeah. anyway. Well, um, I'm glad that. Yeah. Segue into something after that. <laughs> I'm glad that these uh, are exist in my hand uh, <laughs> and because uh, they're pretty handy. <laughs> that was so bad. Happy Snacks presents me, Stick Figure. Yeah, life is great. My room's got a sunroof, I can eat crackers in bed, and I get to splash around in a tub full of cheese. Yeah, it's great being me. Only one small problem. No room for a brain! Enough with the yakking. It's time for snacking. Handy snacks. Fantastic. And now you'll find Upper Deck trading cards on specially marked packages. You can get one USA basketball trading card featuring a Dream Team player free when you buy Handy Snacks. You can collect 10 players in all. Handy Snacks is yours! All right, Handy Snacks. They were released by Nabisco. And they're, this, this snack was great when I was a kid. But it has kind of a crazy story. So these were released by Nabisco in the mid-1980s, right? And basically, it, it is what it still is today. It's a crackers and cheese uh, packaged combination thing. Um, they at some point tried doing peanut butter also, which makes sense, right? Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't as popular, and so they wound up killing that, that product. But... Nabisco, this is the crazy part to me. Nabisco was purchased by Philip Morris. Oh, wow. Isn't that weird? 
Um, and, and now it's the, uh, I don't know, Al Alteria group or something like that. And so they're sold under Nabrisco and some other company, uh, internationally, but man, uh, handy snacks. I used to eat these like crazy when I was a kid. I loved them. I did too. I didn't realize that they were new in the mid eighties. And I wonder if that's part of the, why they were so popular, mm -hmm. uh, for me as a kid is just because not only heavy ad rotation, but because they were new. Yeah. Um, it was the cool thing to have. But if you took your lunch to school, mm -hmm. this was a mainstay. Yeah. During, during the summers, I would eat these all the time. Like this was something that, uh, that I had to have. Um, and I, there are different ones. They had like breadstick ones and, and stuff like that. Uh, but I always preferred the Ritz crackers, but the kids nowadays are out of luck, man. Oh, I know, dude. First thing I noticed, no red stick, nothing. I, I, do you expect us to be an animal? I know. Nabisco? What is going on here? The cheese is not like queso. Like... No, like I ate a Lunchable the other day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's solid brick cheese and little slices. You can use your finger, peel it, and stick it on a cracker. But this is like, I mean, this is like Elmer's glue or something. Oh, actually, it's not as solid as I thought it would be. No, it's not solid, but still... It's it's less solid than I remember. Yeah, I'll, uh -huh. I'll say that. That was kind of unsettling when I put that in the cheese dip. I was shocked because it it also looks solid, <laughs> so, but then but it kind of um, it kind of just like well, gosh, it's kind of blown out. But let's try you. Let's see. No, no, no. Well, it is it is. Uh, I feel like it it would run if I held it vertically for too long. Eventually, yeah. So. If it were if we were under hot studio lights and uh -huh. it were summer, maybe. Maybe it would start going. All right, so let's see if this tastes like, dude. I, this really is a flashback. Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you the last time I had a handy snacks because my kids don't eat these. Mm -hmm. So neither do mine. It's been, uh, 15, 20 years maybe. Yeah. Let's see. Here we go. So I am a fan of salty things, and Ooh. this is incredibly salty. Whoa. This is way too salty for me. <laughs> but I'm gonna eat another one. Ooh, the that cheese is good. The cheese is not good. <laughs> it's this processed. So. This is this is nothing but salt. Yeah, it is incredibly salty. Oh my gosh! I want to see. Oh, well, I guess this isn't going to show it. I want to see what the sodium content is of these things. Yeah, the um, and the cheese isn't very cheesy. Like mm. it's so mild and whatever it is, it doesn't even taste like like cheese whiz or. Oh really? I was gonna say I think it tastes like easy cheese. Easy cheese. But I think I think I think easy cheese tastes more like cheese than the, this does. Oh really? Yeah. So, um, I was never really a big fan of cheese whiz. I did eat it for a while and I like seeing how much I could pile on to a cracker, but you know, cheese and crackers. It's so funny. Uh, when I was looking up stuff on, um, on handy snacks, there's not really a lot of like history info for it, I guess. Cause it's fairly new. It came out in the eighties, but like, um, when you if you go to Wikipedia and you search handy snacks, it just talks about cheese and crackers, <laughs> and then there's like a little sub blurb that was like, and uh, Nabisco packages them together as handy snacks. So why do you think that was great information? I, I, I'm obviously just uh, riddled with this. Yes, why do you think they got rid of the little the little stick? And then cost. It's a piece of plastic. Yeah, but it's it adds to it, right? You have to think like. There's probably a lot of margin in this, and 
they probably at some point were like, hey, how can we cut cost on them without raising the price, right? Mm-hmm. And so someone said, well, do we really need the red stick? Plus, kids probably choked on it at some point, and so they're like... That's probably it more mm-hmm. than, than out of cost cutting, um, but I bet they spun it as that they were doing package reduction, mm-hmm. so it's environmentally friendly now. I love that stick, though. That stick was the best thing ever because... I used to like this cheese is is not also not as orange as it used to be. That's kind of like a it's it's disgusting <laughs> looking. It's really nasty. It is really bad. But um, I feel like uh, you know, there was kind of an art to like making sure you got all the cheese out of the packaging and was able to like spread it evenly across. Yeah, everything. yeah. for me, I would divide it into four quarters mm-hmm. and make sure I put an equal amount onto each of my crackers. God, um, that is so salty. It is. It it gets a little better. You know, th- after the first bite, the first bite mm-hmm. was just whoa, and I don't think it was from the transition of going from a pumpkin spice or a pumpkin <laughs> pie pop tart to that. Um, but yeah, if it, once you get in on it and you keep going, mm-hmm. it's not quite as bad. Mm-hmm. But man, it'll hit you in the face. I will say, the tab pairing with handy snacks is not too bad. It's no, this is pretty good. This was welcome and very strategic <laughs> on my part. I'm glad that we did that. Woo. Well, the um, I guess that's all I have to say about handy snacks. You know, like uh, they were a delicious part of my childhood. I am gonna look up. I'm probably gonna grab the packaging for this while while the next video is playing because I do want to see what the sodium content <laughs> is of these things. Because I understand crackers have a lot, but then like man, that ch- cheese. I don't know. But well, we're gonna be going from one Nabisco classic to another with a new twist. Nope, that's not it. I don't know why that didn't work. Hold on, here we go. Oh, 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 bright ideas and an Oreo cookie. It's a bright idea to dunk it or to crunch it or unscrew it or to lick it or to trick it. But no matter what you do, it's true. It's fun to munch a creamy, crunchy chocolate. O-R-E-O goes great with imagination. Puts the yum your creation oreo and oreo double stuff cookies all right preston if that wasn't salty enough for you uh-huh. there's another variety called mr salty oh my gosh <laughs> um all right so the uh i have the packaging here so that we can see what the for total the sodium handy is snacks. for the handy snacks it's actually not that bad. So one container, uh, so one pack, um, I would have to assume is everything in that pack is only 15% of your daily uh, intake of sodium. So 340 milligrams of sodium. So, All right. So there you go. Just now we case, know. Just in case anyone was worried. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to get that out there. So the National Biscuit Company was responsible for both Handy Snacks and for Oreos, also known as Nabisco. So... I actually just happened this in the grocery store tonight. Um, This is the limited edition 2020 gingerbread edition of Oreo cookies. Um, We were actually supposed to have something that Brian had shipped specially Mm -hmm. and it did not arrive. So we'll have to save that for maybe next year's feast Mm -hmm. um, to, to explore. So I was like, what can I find in the grocery store? And I was like, oh. Oreo. It's a classic junk food filled with nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And yet this is a new a new take on it with the gingerbread edition. So um, 
the uh, Oreo biscuit was made in 1912 mm -hmm. by a national biscuit company, like I said, Nabisco. Um, and it was called the Oreo biscuit for a number of years. But then in 74, they started calling it the Oreo chocolate sandwich cookie, a mouthful, just like the cookie itself. Mm -hmm. And apparently that's what it's still known as today. This uh, is different than the normal one. The normal one, as you know, is just a deep, dark chocolate flavored biscuit wafer with creamy center. Um, this is gingerbread flavoring with, I don't know what's different in about it, but let's take a look. So at first glance, I don't know if you can see on camera, it is a like a, a tan brown. Put it in front of your shirt. Whoop. Oh. Nope. Whoop. Nope. There we go. <laughs> it looks like your nipple. <laughs> <laughs> you went blue on me, Brian. <laughs> That's my, my grandmother comes out of me sometimes. Oh, my gosh. It's weird. <laughs> so um, interestingly enough, not only is the cookie color different, but the center is not just a solid cream. It has looks like red peppermint as well. Is it, looks it peppermint? Like. That's what it looks like. It smell. I can't smell it. I don't smell peppermint, but I do smell the gingerbread. Mm -hmm. It does smell good. Are you a fan of gingerbread? Yes, I like gingerbread. Okay. Are you? Uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got some tab for you. I mean, it's fine. Like, I don't eat gingerbread houses or anything. Uh, oh goodness. So, as we're eating this cookie, I'll remind you that in the past, uh -huh. the filling was made with lard. Hey, man, I'm going to talk about lard later on tonight, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, lard's where it's at, son. Did you know that Oreos are a ripoff? They, Oreos were not the original cream-filled yes. cookie. I forget the name of it, though. Hydrox? Yes. Hydrox cookies. Yeah, Hydrox, yeah. You're yeah. right. Mm -hmm. So, Oreo is a knockoff. They still make Hydrox, but um, but Oreo got more, uh, got more bigger. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I took a bite of it. Here's another one. Hmm. If you're thinking of like a ginger snap cookie, mm -hmm. it is not a ginger snap cookie. No, then those are peppermints. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the ginger is real, is real mild. It doesn't have a bite to it. Like, uh, you know, a lot of ginger f stuff, ginger snaps, some of the ginger ales, they have like a bite, like mm -hmm. a lot of spice to it. Mm -hmm. Not so much. And this one, like Brian noted, those little red specks that we were seeing in, inside, those are actual, I guess, pieces of peppermint because yes. they crunch mm -hmm. yep. differently than the cookies do. So I like that crunch. Um, the peppermint is a nice surprise. It kind of like, uh, I like I like how it's the cinnamon part it brings to that cookie. I think, I think it's pretty mm -hmm. good. Um, so... Uh, a few more facts about Oreo. In the 90s, like I mentioned previously, they were filled with lard, but in the 90s, health concerns prompted Nabisco to replace the lard in the cream filling with partially hydrogenated vegetable oil. But then this is, was great. In January 20, 2006, Nabisco replaced the trans fat left in the Oreo cookie with non-hydrogenated vegetable <laughs> oil. So now we got hydrogenated and non-hydrogenated vegetable oil filling mm. <laughs> that's how you know it's good <laughs> it's got both so uh i'm gonna let you in on a big secret here mm -hmm. i do not like oreo cookies yeah uh so here's what here's how i like to eat oreo cookies okay i like Hit to it. get you know the small oreos like uh, they have they come in that like ziploc bag or whatever like the little little ones that are like the size of yeah. a quarter 
I like getting that bag and then pouring that in a bowl and pouring milk on top of it and eating it like cereal. Holy crap. It's so good. Oh, <laughs> but you gotta, you gotta let it sit there for a second so that it's like mush. You can't, you don't want them to be, you don't want them to cut the inside of your mouth. <laughs> so you uh, want it to be like just candy mush. The chocolate cookie does not taste like chocolate to me. It's too dark of whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And the cream filling is just not that great. I don't like that. I'm. Oh, I love the cream filling though. The double stuffed and like the mega stuff. Oh, those. The cream filling makes me think of the jar of bacon fat that my grandmother would mm -hmm. store by the side of the stove that mm -hmm. she would just scrape out and save to put into other dishes. Yeah. It's disgusting looking. Um, I do remember as a kid though, finding a jar of Crisco and thinking that sure does look like an Oreo filling <laughs> and trying to taste some of that. Friends, it does not taste like an Oreo filling. Um, so not my favorite for the Oreo cookie, the original one anyway. I do like it in, you know, cookies and cream stuff. Mm -hmm. But this, I'm not going to say I would eat it regularly. But this, I prefer this cookie to the actual original Oreo cookie. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, they have some crazy flavors sometimes on Oreos. And I think this one is not so crazy out there and mm. this is something that i could see uh i could see someone this becoming like a regular thing yeah maybe. yeah yeah you so, talked about crazy flavors they that's kind of their jam now is to release limited edition flavors and they've had some you know some ones that make a lot of sense mm. um like this one i think this makes a lot of sense and i think you'll probably see it again like you said but they've also had watermelon oreos from mm. 2013 they've had root beer float oreos which it doesn't sound bad necessarily, just kind of weird. <clears throat> I would like to try those. Mm -hmm. And then they had, uh, this is an interesting one. I saw these on the shelves, but not liking Oreos to begin with. I didn't just pick one up because I didn't have an excuse like this show to eat them. Uh -huh. But Swedish fish Oreos. Swedish. So when I, when you say, say Swedish fish seven times. <laughs> so when you say Swedish fish to me, uh, I instantly, and I, I'm, I'm probably wrong on this, but I instantly think of the, um, remember those like, the bottle caps, uh, not no, not bottle caps because that's an actual brand. The like wax with the liquid on the yes. inside that looks like a bottle that you eat. Yes, that's what I think of when I think Swedish fish. Swedish fish. <laughs> it, they do look like that, but they taste a lot better. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, so this one, uh, these are in your grocery <laughs> stores right now. This making the segue. I know we're in the Thanksgiving, but just for a few more days, then you're gonna go right into Christmas time. This is a great addition. I, I recommend this one. Pick that one up. Check it out. They look cute. And then, oh, I forgot to mention, I didn't describe it, but they actually, um, on the cookie itself, they have a little gingerbread man on one side. Um, and then the one I got that I ate said uh, Oreos for Santa Aww. on it. So get that one for the kiddos to put out for Santa. All right. Well, that sounds Oreo. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a video for this one, but I'm going to sing a song for it while I show a picture of it. <laughs> so, uh, I, man, one of my favorite things to eat, uh, and again, this was during my summers, uh, was Cuban crackers. And, I mean, I love Cuban bread. I love Cuban crackers. And I'm the Cuban B. <laughs> yes, Cuban B. <laughs> um, and... <laughs> the thing that makes Cuban bread and crackers, Cuban bread and crackers, to me, and I don't know if this is if this is 100% true, but to me, this is a necessary ingredient. It's lard. And so if you're a vegan, you can't eat Cuban bread because there's lard in it, right? Mm -hmm. And um, 
unfortunately Publix does not put lard in their Cuban bread or and this is the this is the Publix brand Cuban crackers. Um, but when I was a kid, uh, I'm pretty sure the ones that I usually ate were Gilda crackers. And the best part about uh, about Cuban crackers is that they come in these small pouches. They come in a big bag, but each bag has a small individual pouch so that your crackers don't go stale. Isn't that awesome? Oh, that is smart. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know if they if it's actually considered one serving because it's a lot of crackers. Um, but uh, Now, are these crackers or cookies? Like, oh, these are crackers. Okay. They, um, you can go ahead and snack while I chat. So the, uh, it's so good. Yeah. That's harder than I thought it would be. Yeah, it was very hard. Um, but it's, it's very savory, uh, of a, uh, of a cracker, you know, like imagine if there was lard in it, it would be way better. I wanted to go to Kroger because Kroger's Cuban bread, they actually do put lard in it. And so I wanted to see if they, if, if Kroger had better ones, you would think Publix would have better Mm -hmm. Cuban crackers because they're from Florida. And so. I don't know what a Cuban cracker is. I've never had a Cuban cracker. To me, if you've never had one, I'll describe it like a those hard breadsticks that you get in the little two pack, mm-hmm. but denser. Okay. When so, you say in a two pack, what do you mean? Well, you know, like like if you go to Nukes, mm-hmm. right? That so, kind of that kind nukes? of breadstick. Yeah, people know what Nukes is. It's a chain. Um, Okay, so not like Olive Garden breadsticks. That's what I'm trying to describe. Mm. You know, Olive Garden breadsticks are like bread, mm. right? You tear it and it's, you know, doughy. Yes. No. Uh, the little breadsticks that are really hard, okay. you can like stir stuff with it almost. Like the... Like crackers. Like the breadsticks handy snacks. The premium handy snacks breadsticks. <laughs> no, those are crackers, bro. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this tastes like those, but they don't flake off and disintegrate mm-hmm. as much. This is a lot denser. Um it's not I'm not like loving this I can't imagine eating a whole lot of this but it is a nice reprieve from all the (laughs) sweet and salty crap we've been eating before this is nice and savory yeah the um so when I was a kid I just ate them straight like this all the like all the time I loved it but um says the guy who likes lettuce (laughs) I haven't uh I have not had crackers just period in a while or like bread like generally speaking and so I bought these and I've, I've, we only had two of these left because I've eaten the other ones at night. <laughs> they go great <laughs> with, um, vegan cheese dip. <laughs> so, mm. uh, if you, since the Publix ones don't have the lard in it, it's good to go. But Gilda, uh, the Cuban cracker company, the, their slogan, uh, is siempre en boca de todos, which means always in everyone's mouth. <laughs> so, what? So that's their proud slogan and uh, advertising <laughs> jingle for these crackers. But Gilda has been making these crackers since 1920 in Havana, Cuba. And nice. so, um, man, like they are a mainstay in South Florida. They are everywhere. What do you eat them with? I just, man, I just eat them by myself. But like, are they part of some sort of tradition or is it just like someone eating a saltine down yeah, there? I just think it's like just crackers. Okay. Like, I don't, I can't think of any like Do you meals. put them in soup? Well, so that's what I was going to say. I can't think of any meals that you serve them with because if you're eating a meal, you would generally have like, like plantains or, you know, tostones or something like that. So. Well, I'm telling you guys, if you are looking for a dense, bland, <laughs> flavorless cracker, you can't go wrong with Gilda. Yeah. Well, well, it's funny you say that because, um, I'm, 
I don't remember what cracker Cuban cracker company it was, but what, like one of the ones that's really popular in, in Hialeah, uh, Florida. They uh, the guy that started it, he was like imprisoned in Cuba, and he he lived off of uh, he lived off these crackers, um, literally. And so, uh, so yes, they are dense. You know, crackers like this are popular because of sailors and like just being on the ocean because. Like if you would take bread out, like or like food like that, they would go bad. But crackers would last longer. Hardtack. Yeah, and so yeah, this is like hardtack. Mm -hmm. So, on foods like this that are bland, flavorless, dense, basically unappetizing to me, when I eat them, I just pretend I'm on a deserted island and have to survive, and this is my last meal. That's Cuba. It makes it. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it palatable. Ooh. Well, hopefully this next treat is a little bit sweet. <laughs> You're in the big leagues. Big league flavor. When you make a perfect slide. You're in the big leagues. Big league pouch. When you keep the team alive. You're in the big leagues. Big league shreds. When you block a shot or two. You're in the big leagues. Big league flavor. You're into big league chew. Big league chew. Bad size wads of great taste and shredded bubble gum stuffed into a giant stay fresh pouch. You're in the big league. Big league flavor and big league bubble. You're into big league chew. Before we start talking about that product, I want to talk about the commercial just a bit. About your um, big wad. Yeah. yeah. Um, first off, it sounds like Leatherneck. <laughs> from G.I. Joe uh -huh. was yep. doing that ad. Yep. I don't know if it actually was, but it did sound like it. And then the people in the background singing like that. <laughs> it makes me think of like Team America World Police. <laughs> America! Yeah, it's Trey Parker and Matt Stone all over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so and now we know where they got their inspiration from a big league chew ad. Brian, go ahead and grab your pack over there. All right, so we have a store here. I think it's a chain. I don't know how national it is called five below mm -hmm. and my kids it's like a dollar general or a dollar tree rather but everything's five dollars or less so. i'm pretty sure it's, it's a, at least in the south it's fairly large i know it's not just here yeah yeah so um uh my kids were wanting to go there we went there their candy section is on point like they have a lot of little obscure candies they have a lot of the little 10 cent candies, you know, the individually wrapped ones. I got some crybabies. I meant to bring some for you. I love crybabies. Oh my gosh. I haven't had any in years and yeah. I've had some. That's one of the candies my mom was talking oh about. Oh my gosh. They were so good. Mm -hmm. um, I'll have to bring you some. But I saw in their Christmas section, they had a pack of this, which is Big League Chew. Um, and it is hot chocolate flavored. And it shows on there a batter who actually has on uh, a fuzzy like cousin eddie style mm -hmm. bomber hat and i'm super nostalgic for big league chew having played little league um and then just being a product of the 80s mm -hmm. i can't ever say i imagined or desired for a hot chocolate flavored edition of the gum yeah but when i was a kid wacky flavored gum was awesome so like like it's like the coke flavored gum and sprite flavored gum do you oh, remember yeah. those and dr pepper and like anytime like kids love gum right and so anytime you had like a fun flavor it was great i i also was a huge fan of big league chew i think i normally got the grape flavored um because i i remember like purple being my my wad uh but 
I also have a fondness for just like shredded up things that normally aren't shredded up. <laughs> like I used to be real big on this like beef jerky that was that was shredded up or I guess ground up or something where it was in a dip can. Oh my gosh. And so I've you would those. take the, the beef jerky out and be like, mm, mm, <laughs> do your whole thing like oh this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, the, the refined Americans that we are. So I have a few notes, but I think better off i could just read you the back of the pack here which gives you a little history celebrating 40 years of bubblegum fun for everyone sitting in a bullpen in the summer of 1977 portland mavericks left-hander rob nelson came up with an idea that he had been that has had a lasting impact on the game of baseball shredded bubblegum in a stay fresh pouch he named it big league chew Rob took a swing at his first homemade batch of Big League Chew on February 6, 1979, Babe Ruth's birthday. And with the help of Mav teammate Jim Bouton, Rob's gum officially hit the retail shelves in 1980. One of the fun facts that they did not put in here that I had for you is that the first prototype of the gum, mm -hmm. they just took a sheet of regular bubble gum mm -hmm. and put it through a paper shredder. Hmm. Uh, more information for you from the back of the pack. Big League Chew has sold more than 800 million pouches and is designated as the Hall of Fame bubblegum by the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum in Cooperstown, New York. Big League Chew is proudly made in the USA by Ford, Ford Gum, located near Buffalo, just three hours from Cooperstown. Born in a bullpen more than 40 years ago, Big League Chew has become more than the ballplayer's bubblegum. It's bubblegum for everyone. How many kids do you think started chewing tobacco because of Big League Chew? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but you know, I can't believe that this product is still out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess I can because you can still find candy cigarettes. You know, they still make candy cigarettes, yeah. mm -hmm. but this just seems more overtly like, I don't know, actionable. You know what I want? I want candy vape rigs <laughs> that are like, it's just like some kind of like cotton candy. Well, I guess that's what vape is. I was going to yeah. say some cotton candy flavored thing, <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think a lot of kids just thought of it the chew because it's bubblegum. It's, you know, chewy bubblegum. Mm -hmm. But if you were a baseball player, you knew that if you saw a pouch like this, it's mm -hmm. like red man tobacco. Yeah. You tear off the pouch, tear open the pouch, and you reach inside. And just like shredded tobacco, you have shredded bubblegum. Um, normally, I was a fan of, of course, the regular bubblegum flavor. Or the grape flavor. Yes, grape is where it's at. But they make they make more now. And now, here, this year, the hot chocolate flavor. So, yeah, oh. it's so funny, too, because the interesting thing, I think, about this for kids nowadays is when we were kids and you watched baseball, like, the pitcher had a pouch of tobacco in his back pocket. Like, uh -huh. all, and they were all always chewing and spitting in the dugout and stuff oh, like yeah. that, right? But they don't, they can't do that anymore. And so, like, they I know they chew bubble gum. They do sunflower. Sunflower oh, seeds yes. became uh -huh. huge in the 90s and have been a mainstay ever since. Yeah, so I wonder, like, because kids wouldn't associate this with baseball if it wasn't for the baseball batter on the front of yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, smell. It, smell test. It smells like chocolate. chocolate it goodness. smells like chocolate, but it smells like like mad fake chocolate. No, yeah, like, it's, it's, um... It doesn't... Oh, it's a very specific chocolate. Um, I just smelled my microphone. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> what else are you sniffing over there? All right. Uh, oh, I tore off the tab and it said, uh, oh, aspartame free, mm -hmm. gluten free, peanut free. 
So it's a party. All right. I think it's like, it's just like the smell is like just Swiss Smith's chocolate. It is Swiss Smith, yeah. All right, so here we go. You got to get a... Oh, Brian, you did it wrong, bro. No, I got a big thing. No, you got a big thing, but you got to... Oh, you got to wrap it all over your face. Plug it down. All right, well, let me get some more of this so I can do it too. All right, here we go. Ooh. Ooh. Gross. All right. I'm sorry, anybody that witnessed that. That was horrible. So this does not taste like something that you should not swallow, which is a problem. This doesn't taste good. Oh, I think it tastes great. Oh, you know what it tastes like? It tastes like a Tootsie Roll. It does taste mostly like a Tootsie Roll. But it tastes like... You know when you get those wrapped candies, those wrapped chocolates, that they're like... You have no idea where they're from. Mm. They're just like so generic, cheap-ass candy. Mm -hmm. It tastes like that. That's pretty good. I like it. For real, you like this? Mm -hmm. I love this. I love Tootsie Rolls. Tootsie Roll, and I'm not a chocolate person, and so maybe that's why I like it so much. Because <clears throat> um, I love Tootsie Rolls. Uh, you know, Tootsie Rolls are so dangerous to me because the really big ones that you would get on Halloween, I would always choke on them. <laughs> so like, I I think that's might be part of the reason why I liked it because it was like the danger of eating a tootsie roll. I'm Whatever like, it is, I think <laughs> I see becomes a tootsie roll to me. All right, so Brian's right. It does taste mostly like a tootsie roll. A little lighter than a tootsie roll, but mm -hmm. it definitely has that same flavor. Have you? Is there another chocolate gum? Hmm. I don't remember a chocolate gum. No, that's why it's starting to go down in the back of my throat while I'm chewing it. Uh-huh. Um, it's weird. It's like, uh, it feels like part of it's not solid, and it's like reaching down my throat. Um, <laughs> the the bubble test. I just tried to do the bubble test. Big League Chew is one of those where you have to chew it for a while because there's so much sugar in it that you have to get it. You have to get all that out before you can really get to the elasticity mm -hmm. needed for... Well, it's a also, bubble. I don't what kind of, what do you think the powder is on it? Because it's powder, there's powder all over it. No, you, I think that's it, probably just a non-sticking agent. Yeah, it's just so it doesn't clump together. Mm -hmm. Woo. My daughter specifically said, Dad, starch. I know you're eating all this junk, but can you save some of this for me to try? Well, here, she can have this. No, 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 I got, I've, I got plenty. You're good. You love that. Okay. You want to eat it. Okay. Brian's going to swallow it. He's going to chew it. I do like, want to swallow it like so bad. It's, it's cornstarch is the dusting agent, mm. so. All right, so big league chew. Glad they're still around. I do have a fondness for them. I played big. I played little league. I love baseball. Um, I think it's neat that they're trying new flavors. I think they're getting. Maybe they're seeing this, some of the success of these other brands that are branching out into uh, limited edition flavors and so forth. So I don't know where else you can buy Big League Chew. Like, I haven't seen Big League Chew, like, out and about. Well, also, I haven't looked for it because nowadays when I buy gum, because my kids love gum, uh, I always get icebreakers because they have Xytol in it or whatever. It's good for your teeth. And so I'm like, yeah, that stuff. <laughs> oh, wait. I did it. All yeah. right, bubble test passed. You're way better at that. I needed to be harder to get good bubbles. Mine's too soft. <laughs> nothing you know what look uh, at this look at this if you uh if you because i took mine out gross can't really see it why are you showing off your chewed up gum because i was it kind of looks like a um a piece of tootsie roll <laughs> it looks disgusting <laughs> uh 
There's teeth marks in it. I love that part. Gross. I, I'll save the microphone <laughs> and take that out. That was fun. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that I tried that. We'll have to do this again uh, next year. Yeah, totally. I think this can become a regular Thanksgiving tradition. Mm-hmm. So those are all the products that we have tried, uh, we have on the docket for tonight. Um, if there's something that you think we should especially try, maybe we can do it for our next month's patron-only show. Another plug for the Patreon. Yes. Uh, we can say thank you to everyone who contributes to that. Um, you can find me at Squared Stiff on Twitter, mm-hmm. and you can find our Patreon account patreon.com slash waybackattack. Brian, where can they find you? You can find me at B.E. Grantham on Twitter, uh, and you can email the show at waybackattackshow at gmail.com. You didn't say that, right? No. Okay, good. I was making sure. I didn't think you did, but I wanted to double check. Uh, I need you to pad for a second while I look for something. (laughs) (laughs) No worries. Um, So, um, as with the, we mentioned with the Patreon, you get a bonus show, and we are going to continue our regular Every other week schedule, unless it falls directly on a holiday or something. I haven't looked when Christmas falls. But, hmm. hey, we've got Thanksgiving in a few weeks and in a few days. And I just want to say, you know, there's not – it may not seem like there's a whole lot to be thankful for right now, but there is. We've got it better than a lot of people, and I hope that you take this time to appreciate what you have mm-hmm. and who you can share that with. And uh, continue that love on into the rest of the holiday season and into the new year. There's a lot to be thankful for. And I and Brian, we are thankful for you for checking out this show. And uh, we hope you get to do it again soon. Yes. Thank you. And we will see you in two weeks. Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) 